Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm joined in studio again with Casey Orr and myself, Pastor Galen, and we are here talking about Christ, soteriology from uh, Schaefer's Systematic Theology. We're saying big words because it yeah. makes us feel important. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. <laughs> and we've been plowing through this, this study of the Savior, soteriology, study of the Savior. And we we talked about his offices. Uh, we've talked about when he was when we saw him at different times, Old Testament, New Testament, and in the future. Um, last week we talked about two offices of of the of Christ, and today we're going to talk about that third office. But the first two is one is prophet, and he was the perfect prophet. Perfect prophet, and he was also a priest. He was he is our high priest, a perfect high priest. Um, in the order of Melchizedek, we yep. talked about that, and the in the and, lineage of David, he's the that's true. And in the same way, we're going to talk about the king as he's this combination of things in a way that it's never been. That's true. Before. That's good. So before we get to the king, do you, is there, did you have any summary statements yeah. or as we back up a you little know, bit? You know what I was thinking? I was looking through this, and uh, one of the things that really kicked me, and I realized I had this highlighted and hadn't mentioned it was um, when he when Shaver is talking about this, and and just what Christ was and how he held these offices and what it meant for him um, to come down um, was about the fact that he came down uh, in bodily, in bodily form. He came down as a human, that the fact that he appeared in the body, it says, indicates that though Christ possesses all God's infinite qualities, he revealed himself to man in human bodily form. Right. And as a man, Christ could thus manifest God to man in human terms and that the fact that he condescended to our level to speak to us in a way that we could hear, in a way that we never could before, that just speaking through prophets and even directly, he spoke directly to Abraham, and Abraham still goofed up. So to come down and and to be able to speak to us, to look us in the eye yeah. and say, this is what I need from you, yeah. and this is how much I love you, and but, this is what I want for you, and to think fulfill about the, all those things. Think about the context of the Greeks. They had all these stories of Greek gods, you know, the mm. It attached stories to all these things of Zeus and Achilles and, you know, you name it. I'm not not the greatest yeah. of all those. But but to think that there was one that actually came down and lived in skin yeah. and suffered and felt temptation, yeah. didn't succumb to it, felt temptation like you and I do, and felt hunger like you and I do, that's a— that's unique yeah. in that whole realm of what what people were accustomed to at that time. Well, yeah, and when um, in Greek mythology, when gods would take human form, it was to trick people. It was never for good intention. He, oh. uh, like Zeus would, Zeus was kind of an amorous fella, and so he would come into human form to to. He was kind of a ladies' man. Okay, and and it was just always to nefarious purposes. So oh, I think, gotcha. like you said, the the it was never to come down and to make themselves more accessible to the people. It was for selfish ends. Interesting. So this is the first time of the idea of a God, of a God coming down and saying, and especially to sacrifice them, oh, yeah. themselves. Serve. Yeah. These kind of, and the, after that, that thing got kind of picked up and you saw it start to appear in, in other places post, uh, post Christ. But yeah, no, this is, there's so much about this. Even if you go back to Genesis um, and says, and God created the heaven and the earth and the stars and the ocean. And they're like, no, 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 no. What? Those are all, no, we think that the moon is a God and the sun is a God and right. the earth is a God right, and the sky right, is a right, God. Right. And, you know, that thing over there, that's a God. And and the, to say for the, for even just the Hebrews to come out and say, no, there's one and he made all those things. Those are just things he made because he's in charge. Right. He's got authority over all of them. That in itself was Mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, for mind. sure. So so all the way through here, God sets an example that you, you don't see other places in, in the way that we have it. 
Well, one of the one of the more popular ways to see uh, Christ, I think, is King, because when you say Christ is King, everybody kind of gets that. We we get the idea of a King. We get yeah. the idea of of kingdom. We and it's it's part yeah. of our literature. It's part of our stories. I mean, you can watch, uh, you know, um, Disney. You know, there's there's kings and kingdoms and yeah. you, the Magic Kingdom and the whole thing. Robin so, Hood and Disney, there you go. Yeah. We've got the idea of king and kingdom. So it's a real familiar thing. And and the thing that God is both is all three. He's prophet and he's priest and he's king. Yeah. Right. So here's here's what the Bible says in Second Samuel. This is called the Davidic covenant. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read this. I'm going to read from Schaefer's. Uh, he says Christ also fulfilled the office of king as predicted in the Davidic covenant. Here it is. Quote: The Lord declares to you that the Lord Himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up a, your offspring to succeed you, who will come for from your own body. I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne for his kingdom forever. And so what he's saying is there. There's he's talking about his son um, um, Solomon is going to, you know, David assembled all the things to build the kingdom. Uh, Solomon actually built the temple yeah. and um, and was uh, actually fulfilled some of those things. But he said, there's going to be somebody of your lineage mm-hmm. on the throne of David, you know, forever. This is going to last yeah. forever. Uh, we see this also, um, Isaiah 9, 6, it says this, For us, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on, time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Mm-hmm. Now, as I as I read this, I know, you know, one of the things we say is like, well, where is this, you know, Prince of Peace now? And mm-hmm. and I <laughs> do believe he is ruling. He is um, ruling on the right hand of the Father, and he is ruling, reigning from the kingdom of heaven. Someday, I do believe he will come back and he will rule and reign from Jerusalem mm-hmm. uh, on that Davidic throne, which is an amazing. We're going to see that. Uh, that whole thing played out, but and then if his increase of his government and his peace, there'll be no end. You know, I'm. I think we all long for that king. Yeah. Yeah. And right now we're in this longing stage. I mean, we're longing for for leaders to lead us well. We're longing for, you know, I don't. I don't sit around thinking of a king. I think of Christ as king. But it's like, I think everybody has this desire. Somebody that can lead us well and that can do justice and love mercy. And walk humbly, you know, where is that guy? Well, and that's the thing too, is I think that's that's one of the reasons that they had so much trouble at the time that Jesus came, because they were looking for that too, but they were looking for someone to come with a sword to get rid of that's the Romans. So true. Their understanding of their salvation was not the redemption of their souls, it was the freedom from Roman rule. That's exactly and the reestablishment right. of their earthly kingdom. That's a good and, point. And and so And that's why they rejected him. Yeah. And he came in with he came in on a donkey, had this big triumphal entry, but it wasn't a stallion. He didn't have armor. There was no sword. So exactly. they're like, I don't, I don't, Not think, him. I don't think Next. that's the one. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Where's, where's, where's the general? Give us the, give us the muscle bound guy with yeah. the big, the, with the sword and the, yeah. and the, and the, like you say, the white stallion. Yeah. And we want, we want the David. We want the picture that we yes. had before. Exactly. And, and that's the thing is, is, and that's one thing we talked about before when we're looking forward at the, the next stages that are yet to come, the, 
um, the rapture and the second coming and the and the establishing of the of it, the eternal kingdom is if you have a picture in your head of what that's going to look like and you're certain of that and it's not wholly based in scripture then you're then you might be setting yourself up to miss it when it comes yeah that to not to not see it clearly if you have an insistence of in your mind of what that's supposed to look like then you're you're in the danger that they are in that if if someone comes and you're like Nah, like that's not the kind of cloud I he, I thought he'd come down on. <laughs> like that's a no, nah, that's just a gut. That's a, yeah. I don't think that's it. It's if we if we insist on seeing things play out the way we imagine they will, the leaning on our own understanding, I think yeah. that's it's a real good way to well, get into I think, dangerous territory. I think we're we're in a in a time in our society where we are looking for this this kind of this righteous leader. Mm-hmm. I think everybody you I mean uh, I don't care what country you live in. I think there would, whether you're in Europe or whether you're in Ukraine or mm. Russia or Africa, I mean, there's people in, in America. We're looking for someone that can lead us, I think, and lead us well in this world anywhere. And it's a, it's an interesting dynamic that we have right now. Now, for the believer in Christ, we, I have, I, this is my fundamental belief. I think we have more hope mm. than others because I, when I see injustice happening and 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 justice thwarted, and people getting away with, you know, literally getting away with murder, yeah. or at least in my opinion, it's like how how can our justice system not hold this person accountable? Whatever that frustration. The only way I can deal with this is to say that I I know that someday they're going to stand before Almighty God, yeah. and He is going to come back as the King of Kings, and yeah. He's going to come back as the Lord of all lords, mm. and He is going to judge rightly, yep. and. And part of, part of that terrifies me because it's like uh, I I want them to know that I even want them to warn them. It's like, do you realize you're going to stand before God for for those decisions you're making right now? Yeah. Those are those are not biblical decisions, yep. and I, you just have this compelling to warn them. The other thing I'm worried about too is like, you know, kind of be careful what you wish for because when Christ comes back to <laughs> to to uh, judge justly and sit on His throne as King. Uh, that means he's going to judge justly with me. Yeah. And that yep. means there's things that, you know, I'm probably not going to be too, too thrilled with. And that's where, that's where we have this hope in Christ. It's like, yeah, you know, all those things are maybe rewards you lose and this yep. and that because of judgments or whatever. But I do know this one thing. I do know that I have, I have made my peace with God mm. in through Jesus Christ. And it's like, that's the hope that we have. And so I think we have this, this hope of this King coming and uh, of Jesus coming as King, and He's going to make things right. Right, and and that's and it's hard, and it's hard for us as humans. Like right now, we live for um, 80, 90 years. We're getting up to where our life expectancy is is approaching on a on a century. Yeah, we live two to three times longer than well, I mean, since because well, since um, uh, the more modern, the more modern age, yeah, these, sure. these generations, yeah, um, we live longer than anyone would have thought, and yeah. we, it's still a blip in the existence of the eternity and immensity of the existence of God. Yeah. And so for us to sit there and be like, but I want it now. It's been like five years. I want it now. And, <laughs> yeah. God, and God, a thousand years is to a day. And he's like, yeah, that's not, you know, wait a second. Yeah. Um, you know, it's in my time, not yours. So it, it's, it's so natural. But, and I imagine um, when Napoleon was coming to power, the, the Christians in France were like, whoa, Jesus, you need to come back. This is not good. Yeah. The 1930s in Germany, when when the Nazis sure. were taking over, and they're no like, this is, this, this is, is the Antichrist. This, this is, is evil. Yeah. Like, God, Jesus, you've got to come. Yeah. That it's easy to look at our circumstances and say, God, this is when you need to do it. And yeah. 
you know. It's it, going to be his timing, that's for sure. Yeah, but yeah. we have to be ready because, again, I, I keep going back to that. Sorry, I've been stuck on this uh, Luke 12 par, uh, parable that Jesus told. He, he said, when I when the, when the master comes back, yep. he said, if for, this, for the servant who knew the will of God and was not doing it, you're going to get a beating. Yeah. So for the people who well. the people who didn't know and 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 were doing the wrong, it's like they're gonna get a light beating. But like we we still need to be just because we don't know when he's coming, and he said in that same thing, he says, if if the servant says, Well, my my uh master is delayed, so I'll just kind of you know, and goes off party, and run, runs party it up. Yep, he yeah. does. Then he says that you're gonna be in trouble. He says, Don't yeah. be like that. Yeah, you're not gonna know when I'm gonna come. You're not gonna know the hour or the time or when it's coming. So just do what I've asked of you. And then we've been doing that for thousands of years. Be, we have to be that, do that high priestly duty of scrubbing the floors and doing it until I tell you, until he returns. Yep. And spread, spread the light. Um, yeah, that's good. The that's last really thing, good. The last thing to round that off is the way he ends that stuff before we go onto the sonship is um, the last sentence in this, in this part of the chapter is recognition of Christ's three offices of prophet, priest, and king are integral to Christian theology and faith and describe not only his person, but also his work in the past, the present, and the future. And that's yeah. the thing we keep talking about is God spent all of his time in a, interacting with humankind trying to set up so that we would recognize this. So all of the past, uh, like we said, like Isaac um, or um, Abraham offering Isaac. So we mm-hmm. have that picture of uh, offering a son as a sacrifice. Right. Um, Melchizedek, uh, Melchizedek being a, a king and priest and um, David everything yeah. like you point to uh, flip open the old testament point to something a type of absolutely and we can find an archetype or a picture an image that he's yeah. trying to put in your head so you'd recognize that jesus is all the things and joshua yeshua yeah. you know yeah it's a, even the name is the same and that yeshua is that he's the conquering king you know mm-hmm. he's the deliverer and so yeah. and so we see all these you're absolutely right in in every page of the old testament if you you look closely you're going to find pointing to prophet priest and king the yeah. messiah yeah. yeah and so it's a it's a powerful picture and even you know i'm gonna i think maybe we can close on this one but it says you know when mary was um to mary he the prediction was given about her son uh will reign forever over jacob this is the quote in scripture it says this you will you will be with child and give birth to a son and you will give his name jesus and he will be great and he will be the son of the most high the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. And, and then it's just amazing. These, these prophets, uh, prophecies about Messiah and about the, about who Jesus is. And he hasn't come into the completeness of that fulfillment yet. The story's like, not over. Yeah. The story's not over. And, you know, we see that all throughout the Old Testament. You know, there's a type of Christ, but it, the story's not over yet. There's this pointing toward a foreshadowing of uh, a king or a priest or a prophet, but but he's the ultimate priest because he did die for us, and then he rose and he's he's interceding on behalf of us before God. So he's the the perfect high priest and a fulfillment of that. When we see the fulfillment of him as king, mm-hmm. oh man, well, and that that's a literal king in a kingdom with subjects, which we are part of that, that kingdom. Yeah. Right? We're the bride. The church is the bride mm. in this kingdom, which is an amazing whole another th- discussion we could have. Well, and you could pick apart all that thing as like, I'll, he'll go and build 
you know, build the house. And Jesus said, I'm going forward to make rooms for you in my father's yes. house, which is that Galilean wedding picture yeah, yeah. of I'm making extra rooms for you so you can come and be, yeah. uh, live live in that house and, and sitting on the throne. And I mean, I mean, this is why I think it's Matthew, right? He starts out with the lineage. Yes. Who goes through, it's like, you, th- you open this up and you're like, what was this? Just, it was another list of names. It's like, is this Chronicles again? Am I in the wrong book? Right. Um, right. <laughs> but it's just, but that's just to establish these things that like he, that he is in the lineage of David and stuff right. like that. And um, one of the things I wanted to ask about is, so we talked a little bit about what prophets look like nowadays and what, um, or what, sorry, prophecy, kind of how that might appear and how that might be confusing and how that might get us into trouble. We, and, right. we, and we talked about um, priesthood and what the priesthood of the believer means and kind of like right. some of our role there. Yeah. What would you say is is part of our role now that we can try to step into like that priesthood of the subjects of this king? Of oh. Because this, this story, like we said, I, I need to amend my all the things I kept saying, like all the completeness. I'm looking at the completeness because yeah. it's. What's complete so far? Well, I'll, is, I'll be honest with you. It's the, it's the, for me, it's that same parable that you mentioned, that we are to be, you know, stewards, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that we're stewards, you know, when the, when the owner of the house comes back, the owner of the house is the, the head of the household, and the owner of the kingdom is the king. Yeah. When the king comes back, make sure he catches you doing what he asked you to do when he yeah. left. Yep. If that's mopping floors, mop them for the king. If it's... Yeah. uh if it's preaching sermons, preach them for the king. If he's if it's uh, doing podcasts, do it for the king. Whatever it is, <laughs> whatever he's asked you to do, it to use your giftedness. I yeah. think is part of it too, and the talents you've been given, and to, to use that to the maximum effort to do that for each other, for one another. If you do this to one another, you've done it for me. And when the king comes back and he's going to sit in his throne, to me, it's that is the essence of of hoping for that king is that we're going to be doing. What God asks us to do, yeah. do it, then we gives us purpose. It gives us hope, and it gives us uh, a zeal of the Lord will will accomplish this through this through us. I believe, and uh, uh, I that's what I think the hope is the King Can, and continue living as subjects of a King in a kingdom yeah. um, who have have been left for a time that we don't know how long. It's yeah. God's time. Um, and to tie that into it, we just did this, ser- we're doing this and finishing up this sermon series called Red Sea Rules. When you run into your Red Sea, like that's, react to that as a subject of the oh, king. Oh, that's good. Yeah. React to that in, you know, in your priestly duties and stuff yeah. like that. Try to accept, like, look at the things of being like, well, God, I'm a subject of, of the king of kings. So God's got me. In my rebirth through Christ, I am made um, a priest of, of the sorts. Yeah, it's amazing. So I need to handle this. You know, I need to think about how a you know how would a priest handle this situation. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, he has said that he. You know, and then if you think about his prophecy that he said he'll come back, and he said in the fullness of time all justice will be done. So if you see injustice, know that he's got it. Yeah. It's it's a matter of time, not our time. Like all of these, um, all of these offices that he hold, if we can aspire to a fraction of that yeah just i think play, playing our role in that piece, that piece of the of the kingdom yeah. and I, I love that picture you're painting i don't think there's anything in this world that we can't like face with more like joy and peace and, and hope yeah. uh, that's that hope within us that we hope is shining to other people that they'll see so yeah i hope that i hope that's what we all have and people say you know what do you get out of christianity i mean besides eternal salvation uh it's a lot easier to be alive knowing yeah. what we know about 
who God is and who Christ is. And the, the joy of the Lord is, is is our strength, and it really is. I mean, it's not something that we make up. There is a joy. We can bury that joy under a whole bunch of worry, and we're not supposed to, but we mm. can. But man, if, so if you can just if you can just get to this place of understanding that God is He is uh, He He's prophet. He knows what's going to happen. He's priest. He's already He's interceding on our behalf, and He's King. He's coming back, and there's going to be a literal reign and rule, and He's <laughs> going to make things right. That's that's awesome. And here's here's the the cool part about that kingship. Not only is He King of Kings and He's the Lord of all lords, but the Bible says that that every knee will bow mm. before him every knee in heaven and on earth and, and under the earth. earth. Isn't that a crazy thought? That means every, every demon of hell, in my opinion, is mm. going to be bowing to the King of Kings. Yeah. It's just, wow, he is King. And I, and I can't wait for that, um, that for his reign. And, and I think we can make him reign in our lives right now yeah. by, by hoping in him. Yeah. Um, we'll see him physically someday. And that's the hope that we have. Yeah. And even if we're, if we don't make it until the kingdom, we're still going. We're yeah. still joining him. Yeah. He still he still made a room for you in his father's house, and we'll go get to live in that family in heaven. So the blessed hope. Well, Casey, I what a great time! Just prophet, priest, and king, and yep. just studying the offices is fun. Next time we're going to take a look at what it means to be a son, the sonship of Christ. So we'll we'll dive into that next time. In the meantime, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope that you've been blessed by this uh, march through soteriology at, <laughs> as Schaefer's this systematic theology right here at the podcast room in Cheyenne Hills Church. Thanks for joining us. So we'll continue this deep dive through the principles of church doctrine and hope we put some of it in a different perspective, made it a little bit more approachable. If you have any questions or would like to hear more or clarify some of these topics, send us an email at connect at CheyenneHills.org. We will continue this discussion next week. In the meantime, don't miss our other podcasts that come out on Monday and Wednesdays and hit your subscribe and notification buttons to make sure you don't miss any of our new episodes. Thanks so much. And as always, stay strong and very courageous.